Shalom, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast, discovering the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And now, from beautiful Brandon, Florida, here are your hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. This is your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm in Studio A with the Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor Nick. Great to be here once again. You know, really great, awesome, we, incredible. You know, Ryan, have you thought about how many podcasts we've done? Uh, I believe this episode is episode 107. So, season two, 107 episodes. Well, God's hand is on this, Ryan. Total of 107. I mean, you got episodes, kids, yeah. I got kids, you know, we, we got these marriages, then we got all kinds of stuff going on. And you know what? We're able to pull this off every single week, somehow, some way. God makes a way. Yeah, that's true. Like, I wish I could tell you guys that, like, all we do is podcasts, but we have all kinds of other stuff going on. Yeah, we do. And you know what? The podcast sometimes is like this thing that's like a, it's like a boulder in the middle of a river, you know? Right. Listen, if we were to pull the boulder out, look, the river would flow. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? It's the not like... going to go. Oh, yeah. And, we're uh, committed to this. And, and let's just say the water is constantly trying to push the boulder out of the river. We're just trying to right the ship. You know, the Hebrew Roots Movement's got a bad rap out there, you know? And so we want to... Uh, kind of straighten some things out, build up a reputation, have some character, some integrity, you know, because the Hebrews of the Christian faith movement is the move of God. Oh, amen. It's not a move. It is the move, but it's been hijacked, you know, and so we want to right the ship. We want to do what is right. We're, we're community minded. We're responsible, like I said, and uh, we're going to tell you what we're for, not what we're against. And uh, and that's why we're doing the, the, the tour podcast. Amen. All right. All right. So if you are a local member of Beit Tehillah Congregation, then we've got exciting stuff coming up for you here on the 27th and the 28th. LL Ministries, which is a healing and deliverance ministry, will be here uh, uh, facilitating a freedom weekend. That's right. All weekend, Saturday and Sunday, 27th and the 28th. And so uh, I think that everybody needs to come to that. So if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you're within driving distance, you need to show up uh, and get right with the Lord and get right with yourself and deal with the stuff that we have going on uh, inside. Because if we're going to be working for the kingdom, then we need to have our stuff together so that we can be effective for the kingdom, right? Everybody who is in Christ is an ambassador for Christ. Whether you're a good one or a bad one, remains to be seen by your actions. And so I think if, if God's people can uh, get their stuff together, get free of what's binding them uh, and release all that stuff, then it's a big help. So I encourage anybody and everybody, please come to Freedom Weekend. Uh, if you're here and you're listening to this, right, and you are a member of Bait to Heal and you come on a regular basis and you're a member of Bait to Heal, so to speak, then uh, and you feel a little squirrely and you're feeling like, you know what, I don't know, I don't know if I want to go to this Freedom Weekend thing. It's all about the, the Father's love forgiveness, a lot of good stuff. But, you know, but listen, it, if, if you know what I'm talking about, then I'm talking to you and you're feeling like a little, a little squirrely about it, then you're the exact person that probably needs to show up and do it. And, uh, you know, and just, uh, just come and enjoy it's yourself. It's been a year and a half since we've had this ministry. So yeah. we're really overdue. Like, yeah. Like a library book. Well, and it's, it's, uh, it's a good thing, right? So, I mean, it's not it's what you, thing. it's not what you think it is, right? So it's, it's never, uh, it's never weird. It's never whatever, you know I mean? It's never anything strange. We're not going to be doing any, uh, things that are gonna make you raise your eyebrow and, and feel funny, uh, here. So no, it's a ministry that's been around for probably close to 30 years. Uh, LL Ministries from England with yeah. Peter Horobin and his wife, Fiona. Yeah, exactly right. And if you want to look it up, it's E L L E L. 
LL Ministries, LL. yeah. So, uh, awesome. So I'm glad I got that out. 27th and 28th, be here or be somewhere else. Um, the tour portion this week we are going to jump into now is Matot, which means tribes. And this can be found in the book of Numbers, starting in chapter 30 and verse 2, and ending in chapter 32 and verse 42. Uh, once again, just a little reminder that we are, of course, in the third part of the book of Numbers. Uh, this would be at the gate to the land. Uh, this is Numbers chapter 22 through 36. At the gate to the land, uh, the location is at Moab, and the time frame is a few months. So once again, we are in the third phase of the book of Numbers here. And of course, once again, we are at the gate to the land. So this next generation uh, that didn't die in the wilderness, that their little ones would go into the land like God promised, are at the gate to the land. And and I believe that we are at the gate to the land as well. Oh, absolutely. So, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, we're almost to the end of Numbers, right? And I just want to prepare everybody. You're going to feel like you're like right on the edge, ready to walk into the land at the end of Numbers. But guess what? You get all of Deuteronomy before you get to go into the land. Oh, you're going through the half you know? tours and everything. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, oh, Deuteronomy, man. the Book of Remembrance. So let's check this out. So uh, in Numbers chapter uh, 30, verses 2 through 15, we have a uh, subject matter here dealing with vows. So in Numbers chapter 30, verse 2, it says, If a man vow a vow unto the Lord... Or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. Wow, that's incredible. You know, once again, be a man or woman of your word. You know, we'll be talking about that at the end of this chapter, but be a man or woman of your word. You know, uh, maybe is a, you know, I know it's a song, Call Me Maybe, but that's not scriptural. That's There's not There's actually biblical. a new show on, or movie on Netflix. I haven't seen it, just so don't send me any emails. But it's always be my maybe. Oh, I don't know. That's, you know, like, I'm not into, it's yes or no, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, yes or no. So a father could break a vow that his daughter made upon first hearing it. Once again, a father could break a vow that his daughter made upon first hearing it. So here we have divine order kicking in. And of course, a, uh, a husband could break a vow that his wife made upon first hearing it. So let me make this perfectly clear. You know, a, a marriage is a king and a queen walking side by side, and each one knows their role. So it's interesting as you look at divine order. Once again, once divine order is broken down, then the whole thing starts to go south. It goes belly up. It just starts to break down, you know. No, but I this is the, self-explanatory, right? The, the, it is. The it man is. is the covering, right? That's right. And if a daughter makes a vow, and she comes home and she explains it, and he's like, ah, not going to do it. And what is communication but it. mutual understanding, right? That's right. So the communication is there, mutual understanding. So once again, when you make decisions or want to make decisions, make sure that both parties are there or whatever. But, oh, yeah. but it looks like the husband has you know the last say here to the point of, listen, you know, he's not feeling good about it or something, which makes sense. But uh, a widow or a divorced woman would be held accountable for a vow she made. Uh, they would definitely be accountable, a widow or a divorced woman, because she doesn't have that covering of a husband. But of course, God is is, is the covering. Uh, now, the, uh, the husband would bear, uh, of course, the iniquity of his wife, you know, if she made a vow and she didn't keep it. Ooh, yeah. You know, so he would bear her iniquity. Well, because you got to think uh, that's what one, he would bear. They're one if flesh. His wife made a vow and she didn't keep it. Yeah. Uh, actually, he would actually bear her iniquity. So Ryan, here's a good question. Uh, why is it important to be a man or woman of your word? Mm. Mm. So let's say that as even as a pastor, I try to tell people, 
hey, is it, are you available to, to help me Saturday, Sunday, a work day, this and that, you know? And, and you know, it's interesting that, you know, people feel this, this pressure or whatever, you know? And then they'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I could do it. I'll go. And then they never show up. Mm. You know, I like yes or no. It's fine that you can't make it or you have plans. I love that. I try to share that with people, you know. But it happens, you know, where, where we don't keep our word. But you were going to pick me up and you were going to do this and you were going to, oh, I forgot. You know, well, you didn't keep your word. Yeah. And so it's important that, that as a man or woman that you keep your word. And uh, and I guess I, I want to read this to you, uh, which is it was brought up today in a, in a table discussion in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Verses 4 and 5. So Hebrews chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 says, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. Pay that which thou hast vowed. Wow. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than that thou shouldest vow and not pay. Boom. Wow. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty simple statement, right? Oh, I'm telling you, you know, yeah. you know, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it, it, dealing with character and integrity. You know, one time I was at a pastor's meeting and I, I had mentioned this other pastor and they were all at the table. They say, oh, he's late to everything. He's never on time. Mm. And that's the image. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm not, I don't know if the guy's guilty or not, but who wants to be known for that? Oh, he's always late, you know? I mean, I guess there's worse things to be known for, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm just saying it. I wouldn't it, be known for that. I, I love to be on time. I think it's important to be on time. Mm, I could see that, like, it would stress you out if somebody was like, "Oh yeah, he's always late." I'm like, no, I'm not. Never late. Yeah, I'm not late. No, <laughs> no, no. no. What they say? He'd be late to his own funeral. What's that all about? That's pretty bad, isn't it? Uh, it's like the funeral home. I hear people are dying to get in. So praise the Lord. We're going to move on, folks, because we we have a lot to cover here. I know. Uh, we're going to go into Numbers chapter thirty-one. Duh. You got to save that now. You know Conan's going to be showing up here pretty soon. I know. I can, I can smell him. We're going to make the war rancid, against the Midianites. Smell of war and fire. Um, this is war against Midian. I mm. love that. What a great title for this chapter. And guess what, everybody? I'm going to get to read Numbers 31 verses 1 through 11. You know, I chose myself, and I didn't choose Ryan this time. So I am going to read. And then we're going to turn it over yeah, to Ryan. if you've Ryan. been listening to this for any amount of time, just so you know, whenever we, we come in and we sit down in the studio and we're, we're talking before we get started recording, he's always like, you know, I think I'm going to have you read. Yeah. But like, we're talking, we're on 107 episodes, and I'd say he's probably said that 80 of the episodes before we started. Well, I don't know how many, but I'm sure you've read a lot more than I have. But like, to tell me again, I think I'm going to have you read as if it's going to be like this surprise, you know? What if you don't get to read at all? that I might be disappointed. We might have to save time. It's like I have a thing. Oh, so, it's true. So, so let's get into Midian. You know, geographically speaking, the land of Midian would be today Saudi Arabia. Okay? Ooh. Remember the uh, Midianites? Remember Jethro? Remember where he came from? He comes from the land down under. Oh, yeah. Midian. The Midianites. So anyway, uh, here, here we go. Let's check this out. War against Midian. Uh, Numbers chapter 31, verses 1 through 11. Uh, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying... Avenge the children of Israel of the Midianites. Afterward shalt thou be gathered unto thy people. 
while he's going to, there's going to be some uh, avenge, you know, the children of Israel, of the Midianites. He says, afterwards shalt thou be gathered to thy people in, in verse 2 of chapter 31. And then you're going to be gathered to thy people. So this is the last hurrah, the last battle, the last action that Moses is going to well, take. Is, I was going to say, isn't gathered to thy people, that means you're going to die. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to be gathered to thy people. And Moses spake unto the people, saying, arm some of yourselves unto the war. Let them go against the Midianites and avenge the Lord of Midian. Of every tribe, a thousand throughout all the tribes of Israel shall you send to the war. So there were delivered out of the thousands of Israel, a thousand of every tribe, 12,000 armed for war. Wow, 12,000 men. A thousand from each tribe, 12 of them. And Moses sent them to the, to the war, a thousand of every tribe, them and Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, to the war with the holy instruments and the trumpets to blow in his hand. And they warred against the Midianites as the Lord commanded Moses, and they slew all the males, and they slew the kings of Midian beside the rest of them that were slain, namely Evi and Rechem and Zer and Hur and Reba, five kings of Midian, Balaam also the son of Beor, they slew with the sword. Balaam. 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 Also the son of Beor. They slew with the sword. And the children of Israel took all the women of Midian captives and their little ones and took the spoil of all their cattle and all their flocks and all their goods. And they burnt all their cities wherein they dwelt and all their goodly castles with fire. And they took all the spoil and all the prey, both of men and and of beasts. Mm. Oh yeah, you know it's uh, it's always interesting. You know we we joke about the Conan voice, right? But uh, you know when you're on God's team, it's kind of cool because you can kind of feel a little bit like Conan, right? What's that famous line from Conan the Barbarian where he says uh, they ask him what is what is the greatest thing in life, and some guy's like, oh, the wind in your hair and the falcon on your wrist, you know, like this. I think it's a Mongolian guy who's talking to yeah. to Conan, and uh, and Conan, some guy says, no, no, and he asks Conan, what is the greatest thing in life, you know, and he says, to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of their women, and I just think, you know. That uh, in situations like this where these people have been crossed in Israel and finally, you know, you just get to pff, move it on and that you're, this is one of the qualifications for getting you ready to go into the land, I say uh, good riddance. What do you say? Oh, that it's, listen, this is, this is, this is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just wipe out the seed, you know, this, and this is where, you know, uh, where Moses is going to step in as well. And, uh, you know, and like I said, if we stop and look at this, you know, the enemy of Israel were the Midianites. And they kill them with the sword and they burn them with the fire. I love the I way mean, the King you know, James the, talks. The enemy like... of Israel uh, was the Midianites. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Midianites. You well, know, which, it, is their, which is their or their, uh, their cousins or whatever, right? I, I would say some, some kind of relation there. I mean, but, you know, here yeah. we go. You know, even in the time of Judges. Midian we'll was the son the of Keturah and Abraham, right? Midian. Yeah. That's yeah, right. so the Midianites are cousins. That's right. Yeah. So we have, of course, uh, a thousand from each tribe that went to fight the enemy. Um, a thousand from each tribe. Think about that. So that's 12,000 men, one from each tribe. And they slew all the males among the Midianites. And the five kings of Midian were killed in the battle as well. And, you know, you reap what you sow. You bring harm to Israel, harm's coming to you. And, of course, Israel slew Balaam with the sword. Which, I mean, he got what he had coming, right? You know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, Ryan. You know, when you stop and look at people's lives and everything, even now... 
you know, whatever excess, you know, riches or whatever it is. It's like, you know, there's your reward now. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's well, the like, rewards of divination, I mean, right? God the wants gifts. to bless us and gives us things, you know, but I mean, how many houses do you need? How many cars do you need? I mean, how many islands do you occupy? I mean, I'm just saying that a lot of people don't understand that everything that you're doing now, that, that's probably the best you're going to get because you chose that path. Yeah. You chose that way, you know? So, you know, well, just be, you, I you think know? the idea here is be careful where you choose your vacation home, right? Maybe it should be in Israel. A vacation home in Israel, that would be awesome. You know that would be the only time I would believe in a timeshare. On the Galilee? for Israel. Yeah. You know? So, you know, the five things that Israel took from the Midianites, the, the women, the little ones, cattle, flocks, and all their goods. Now, you know, this thing's going to start to develop now because we only read 11 verses. But, you know, Moses was angry uh, because Israel allowed some of the Midianite captives to live, you know. And so Moses commanded Israel to kill every male among the little ones and every woman that laid with a man. Wipe out that seed. I mean, think about it. Wipe it out. And then, you know, once they do that, you know, uh, Eliezer the priest had to purify all the goods, take it from the Midianites. He had two ways of doing it. It was fire and water. Think about that in judgment. To purify something, fire and water. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Um, especially since, you know, you're thinking you're ritually cleaning it, but this would actually purge anything off of it, right? I mean, if you're cleaning it with water and with fire. No, it's interesting, you know, and, and I'll tell you what I love here. They divided the prey or the spoil into two parts. One part for those who went out to battle, and the second part for all the congregation. Ah, that's just, so it wasn't just for the people who went to war, right? But they brought it back and they, <laughs> they blessed the, the congregation, not just the guys that went to battle. Yeah, I think Bernie Sanders would like this part. Yeah. Like, equal parts, you know, but it's kind of interesting. It's, how it's interesting. You know, we mentioned him every once in a while. The burn. There's a bunch of articles going feel on right now burn. that uh, all of his staff is mad at him because they've been paying him under under $15 an hour, which he's the big, you know, hey, minimum wage, $15 an hour. He's been paying him less. And so they're all like revolting against him, writing articles against him now that he doesn't pay well. Hey, yeah, we're, we're not doing LaShawn Hurrah. This is public records. No, no, I'm just explaining no, but, the, what the but, article said. But, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, when, when I get a blessing, you know. I didn't I say want, what I was thinking. No, I want to share it with others. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, it's not about Pastor Nick Plummer. It's not about Nick. Look at Nick this, Nick that. No, it's Beit Tehila. Beit Tehila. You know, matter of fact, we got a uh, we got a, a, an email back from a gentleman who's part of a Jewish organization. And he said, we want you to know that Beit Tehila has a good name in Israel. Ooh. We've heard good things coming out of Beit Tehila. So, you if know, we would stop getting confused with Beit Tequila, then we'd yeah, be... Yeah, we're not going to be right. doing that. No way. <laughs> so, you know, if you think about this, you know, there, there, there's going to be a tribute here. They did levy a tribute to the Lord of the Men of War, which went out to battle. They did levy a tribute. You know, so this is like recognition. This is this is to the Lord. Burr, burr, burr. You know, it's kind of like recognizing something, then taking those those uh, that, those finances or whatever it is, and putting it back into the tabernacle. And I imagine you know, that think about uh, a tribute. You know, they had like a like a like a pep rally too. You know, you know, like you see those things where, but it's probably a, a lesser degree than what like Rome would do when the soldiers would come back into Rome. You know. But yeah. So some sort of you know it, it, it's interesting you know uh, and I'm not recommending any movie or anything like like Ryan would do as well but um, uh, in the kingdom of heaven it was during the time of the crusades and you had of course the the king setting out the uh, the crusades and different things from Europe and everything and then you had of course Saladin uh, mm. the, the, the Muslims and everything and uh, it was interesting you know that these knights would come together knights of the Templar or whatever these organizations these these groups of, 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 of knights would come together and they'd be so fired up you know this guy would stand up and he would say the Lord wills 
the Lord wills, you know, like to kill and pillage and do all these things, right? And then he would like start this frenzy. The Lord wills, you know, and, and just because he said it, you know, like we're going to go and kill all these Arabs, you know, these Muslims. We're going to take back Jerusalem. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to take back the, and, it, and he's just, the Lord wills. And you and, really like it because he speaks in a British accent. I don't know. It's just, the Lord wills. Yeah, of course he's from English. Sounds but, like an old chap. But, but Ryan, it's, it's like, what are we doing? In the name of the Lord, though. Oh, yeah, craziness. This is yeah. what's so bizarre to me. Like, you know, I, I shared on the Breach of Promise. If you get a chance, watch it on our YouTube channel. You know, that means changing the purposes of God, altering the purpose of God. So, see, God has a purpose in the earth. And as he's gathering his children, Jews and non-Jews, as this is happening, as he's writing Torah on minds and hearts, we all have to respond accordingly. Amen. And I'll tell you what, this is amazing, though. You talk about the Lord wills, but how many Israelites died in battle against the Midianites? Numbers 31, verse 49, none. Mm. They didn't lose one. That's a pretty good record. That's the Lord wills. The Lord wills. (laughs) I mean, you know, he willed this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we got to be careful right now, people. I'll tell you what, you better be be loving the Jewish people in Israel right now. I'll tell you what, because God's going to start taking people out. The hammer's going to fall. I'm telling you right now, uh, he'll bless those that, that bless and curse those that curse, you know. It's and- funny that you mentioned that. So I had a, uh, I had, um, I have a friend of mine who um, is a practicing Muslim and uh, very nice, kind guy, honest guy, good fruit in his life, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, I, Absolutely. I would never say anything. Against, what we disagree on, right, is our ideologies. And we have great conversations. And I think sometimes some of the greatest conversations and some of the things that stretch your faith are when you have conversations with people who don't necessarily agree with you and have things from a perspective that you didn't even That's consider. That's right. It's like right? a humanities class. Absolutely. So uh, we're talking, and he just... We're talking about Israel and Palestine, and, and obviously we sit on other, you know, opposite ends of the the spectrum on uh, on our, our thoughts on the, the conflict and all that. And I talked about redeeming the land, you know, and you mentioned loving the Jewish people and supporting the Jewish people and supporting the land and all that. And and it's funny because he asked, what do you mean by redeem the land? I've heard you say that several times, you know, and I'm like, well, I said, you know, they, the, the, the land was ransacked. I mean, the Romans, they, they, they put salt on the land, nothing right. would grow. I said, there's been th- for thousands of years, for 2000 years, people have been living in, in, in Israel and it's been a desert wasteland, right? Like tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds, Right. But now there's bustling metropolises and there's vineyards and there's all these things. I mean, the land is being redeemed because the people that God wanted to be there. Like I can look at my Bible and I can read prophecy and then I can look up and I can see that those things are happening. Incredible things are happening in the land. And so he still didn't get it, right? He's like, what do you mean? So I said, okay. I said, I don't, I don't understand necessarily what the context of, of Mecca and Medina is, but I want you to imagine just for a second that another religious group, third party, Hindus, Buddhists, whatever, some army comes and conquers Mecca and they just decimate it. And, uh, and you're, you're there and maybe you're not a political figure. Maybe you're not a military figure. Maybe you don't have the ability to, uh, make some big, uh, you know, changes or whatever. You're not going to fight. I mean, obviously all of us that are, are religious, we are on God's army, right? We all believe. The know, Lord wills. The Lord wills, right? We stand up and, and all that. And, uh, you know, we, we have these thoughts of ourselves. But but what if you're there and the only part that you can play is fixing a brick here or there, cleaning the floor, or, you know, making the shrubs nice, or planting a vineyard that's to right. supply for, for, you know, the the area. I mean, what if that's what you're called to do is to redeem it through your service? And for your love, do you think that God doesn't see that and and blesses that and blesses the land because of your love for the land and your love for His people? I mean, 
what the, it's not that I didn't say the Jewish people were coming back to the land. God says in Genesis 48 and 49, right? He, he prophesies that the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. The gathering of the, to him shall the gathering of the people be. Who are we going to gather to? Judah. We're going to be gathered to the Jewish people in Jerusalem. And so there's no it's, question. It's going about it. down. You know, it's in stages, you know. And so, like I said, uh, we're in Numbers chapter 32. Uh, I'm going to have Ryan read Ooh. verses 1 through 7. Here we have three tribes settled east of the Jordan. He wants me to read because the Lord wills. Three tribes east of the Jordan. He does will. I tell you guys, he is really the Lord wills. All right, 1 through 7? Yes, here we go. Let's do Three it. tribes settle east of the Jordan. Now the children of Reuben and the children of Gad had a very great multitude of cattle. And when they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, that behold, the place was a place for cattle. The children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spake unto Moses and to Eliezer the priest and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, Eterot and Dibon and Jazer and Nimrah and Heshbon and Elileh and Shebam and Nebo and Baon, even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land of cattle, and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore said they, If we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession, and bring us not over Jordan. And Moses said unto the children of Gad and to the children of Reuben, Shall your brethren go to war, and shall ye sit here? And wherefore discourage ye the heart of the children of Israel from going over into the land which the Lord hath given them? Which the Lord hath given them? Mm. Yeah, the old question. You bring it up. I mean, think about it, everybody. You know, here, here it is, you know. I like Gad the... and uh, Reuben wanted to dwell with their cattle on the east side. They said, hey, we don't need to cross the Jordan. We could just stay over here, right? That's and right. Moses is going to have in a Shabam. discourse. Yeah. I like the name Shabam. Shabam. You know, I could be in the area you of know. Shabam. I mean, think about this. And so Moses is going to rise up and say, hey, you know, uh, you're not going to get anything unless you help your brothers, you know. And so the, the two tribes agree to go and fight across the Jordan very for the other tribes. Very yeah. fatherly of you. So, the, yeah, the two tribes agree to go and fight across the Jordan for the other tribes. <laughs> you know, that's what we, what are we fighting for? You know, when you, uh, it's, it's kind of funny you know, when you get this ladder and you run it up a wall and you take the wall and, you, and you're up on top of it, you know, is that, is that the wall worth fighting for? Pick your battles, I say. You know, what's worth fighting for? Yeah. What's worth expressing or sharing or, or saying, you know? And uh, I, I would say that the Jewish people have a right to dwell in the land. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't think the, anybody should have a right to demolish homes and stuff like that. I mean, this is what's going on, everybody. And it's a real battle. The Bible even says we don't even battle flesh and blood. But Moses gets all jacked up. He's like, listen, man, you're going to go and you're going to help your brothers or you're not going to get anything, basically. You know, you know, this isn't the way it works. You know, and so I, th I think we're, we're living in these exciting times, you know. And the four things that the tribes of Gad and Reuben would leave behind in order to help the other tribes would be their little ones, wives, flocks, and cattle. Numbers 32, uh, verse 26. And so uh, also, um, in addition to Gad and Reuben, um, uh, the tribe of Manasseh had a possession of the land east of the Jordan River as well. Manasseh half-tribe of Manasseh. So uh, Gad and Reuben and Manasseh uh, on the east side, they're going to be occupying, you know, a lot, a lot of cool stuff that's that's happening in there, you know. So once again, you know, if we are part of the redemptive plan of God and he is writing his Torah on our minds and hearts and causing us to respond, and uh, there's plenty of prophecies, I don't want to get into it, about how 
the people would come out of the nations to love the Jewish people, help them, respect them, serve them, come alongside them. Uh, it, it is it is exceptional, you know. And so, you know, as, as we look at that, you know, God's plan of redemption, and uh, Paul makes mention of the, uh, of, the, of the Jews being blinded to the gospel, to Yeshua, uh, and we are grafted in, and the root of the olive tree is Yeshua, but it talks about the mercy and different things. Uh, but, but you can read about this in Romans 11, uh, verses 13 through 33. Also, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Remember, Yeshua took the enmity away from the Jews and the Gentiles. Why do we keep putting it back up. So the question is, why is it so important for the whole house of Israel to be regathered and restored in the last days? You know, we, we talk about the Valley of Dry Bones prophecy and exceeding great army is coming out of this. We talk about the two sticks becoming one in his hand right there, right there in Ezekiel. So we have to do our part. You know, we're not Jewish. We're not pretending to be Jewish. We're Christians with Torah, CWTs. We're Christians with Torah. We're grafted in. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, Ryan, that here these Moabite women seducing and the opposite of Ruth, a righteous woman who helps to bring in the Messiah, you know, King David, you know, Yeshua. Here's a Ruth clinging to Naomi. Your God is my God. Your people are my people. Where you go, I go. Where you die, I die. I mean, this is incredible. This is a covenant woman. And then, of course, you have the opposite of this, you know, this offspring of the of the Moabites that's that's, you know just you know absolutely well let's them. so i have a couple thoughts uh my first thought is if wow the, if if the uh if the existence of the state of the of israel is any lesson to us you know what i mean and that um just like we we believe we're grafted into israel we believe just like just like you know ruth and naomi right your god is my god you know that's right all of these things if the existence of the state of Israel is any lesson to us, then we need to stop over-spiritualizing the prophecies. That's right. Because God says it, and then it actually happens. I'm not saying there's not a spiritual principle behind prophecies, and I'm not saying that we can't apply them in any generation at any time in certain manners or fashions. What I am saying is that we need to pay attention to what the prophecies say. And so when we talk about the children of Israel, and then we talk about, you know, the split in the kingdom in Judah and Ephraim, then we talk about, you know, Ephraim's going to become many nations, and so they're gone. They're the quote-unquote lost tribes. And now what we say is that the nations returning back are attaching themselves to that house of Israel. We know who Judah is. Who do we not know? We don't know who Israel is because they've been scattered, right? So let me just read you a couple things from the book of Hosea. We have time for Hosea, you think? We have more than enough time for You think? Hosea. Do you like the book of Hosea? Oh. Listen, gonna I just... A, we're going to do a podcast on Hosea. We should. You know who taught me these verses? Who taught you? You did. Huh. Oh, what a good Imagine disciple. That. Uh, what am I going to say? What a great disciple. So uh, I'm going to start real quick in Hosea chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 7. And so uh, here's what it says. And just to preface this, he's giving two names to the children of Israel. Lo Ruhama, uh, which means no mercy, and uh, what is it? Roami, uh, which is... Or Loami, which is um, not my people. So, and so here's what he says after he gives those names. He says, but I will have mercy upon the house of Judah and will save them by the Lord, their God, and will not save them by bow, nor by sword, nor by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. Now, when she had weaned Loruhama and she conceived and bare a son, then said God, call his name Loami, for ye are not my people and I will not be your God. Loami. Loami. Loruhama. 
and it says, Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel be gathered together and appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. Now, Jezreel means uh, the God. The son, yeah. Well, we'll the God first son. He's legitimate. Right. Jezreel means God will scatter, God will sow. So he's the legitimate son. The other two were illegitimate. So he, you know, he got married. Yeah. He got married to a prostitute. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and then of course, what happened is they have a son, and then she has two children. You know, outside, you know, of that marriage, and she, of course, you know, goes back into uh, whoredom. Yep. And and listen, you should read all of Hosea. Hosea, if you're listening to this and you are in the Hebrew roots, you're not Jewish, and you're just like, why do I love the Jewish people? Why do I love Israel? Why am I into Torah? Why are these things? Why me and not somebody else? The book of Hosea is about you. It just is. So you need to read it. Um, I'm going to jump down. There's Look, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I just don't, I can't do all of it, right? But I'm going to jump down to verse 19 in chapter 2. And here's what it says. This is, this is what God is saying to the northern kingdom. Even though, and it talks about the lovers that we've had and our adultery and, and all of the things that we've done. But yet still, here's what he says. He says, And I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness and thou shalt know the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day I will hear, saith the Lord, I will hear the heavens and they shall hear the earth and the earth shall hear the corn and the wine and the oil and they shall hear Jezreel. And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say unto them that were not my people, Thou art my people, and they shall say, Thou art my God. And I'm jumping down to uh, chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Afterwards shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. Wow. So, so why do we want to be gathered to the place, to the holiest place in the whole world, to Jerusalem? Why do we want to be gathered to Israel? Why do we want to be gathered with the Jewish people? Because we're seeking Messiah. We know who Messiah is. We know that he's returning. We know it's Yeshua, right? So we have that fullness, that little bit of, of, uh, of whatever you want to call it. But God is coming back to that place. Why it's it's of utmost importance and being regathered there and preparing the way for the Lord. Again, we can over spiritualize these, and I'm preparing the way for the Lord in my heart. Yes, you should prepare the way for the Lord in your heart, but you should also prepare the way for the Lord in Jerusalem, in Israel, gathering together, gathering with with the rest of the people that believe the way that we do. Not finding reasons to scatter yourselves again over, you know, whatever pet doctrines it is that we come up with, but rather holding on to the fact that we have Yeshua, we have the Torah, we have the New Testament, right? We have the Word of God here with us that we can find reasons to unite and come together and gather because that is ultimately where we headed. Prophetically, we are headed towards the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of the In Gathering. Yeshua came. He fulfilled Passover. He fulfilled 
the uh, he fulfilled and is fulfilling the Passover. He fulfilled and is fulfilling unleavened bread and first fruits and Pentecost, Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. Those things have all come to pass and are coming to pass today. But we are headed towards the Feast of Tabernacles, the in gathering. That's right. You know, it's interesting. I, I tell the congregation all the time: if you can't do Beit Tehillah, you can't do what's coming. That's right. You know, and so it's the next. It's the next phase. You know. Uh, you know, we have this. Uh, actually, this this part of our. Uh, facilitators outline that we give out to everyone, um, the outline for the Torah portions. And and the question is, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion, Matat or tribes, in Numbers chapter 30, verse 2, all the way through chapter 32 and verse 42, from a consensus of the group? So once again, uh, I'm going to give you my my two things here, and then I'm going to let Ryan close it out. But but here are my two lessons that, that I, I learned from this particular Torah portion that really stood out. Number one, be a man or woman of your word, Okay character and integrity you know be a man or woman of your word you know so many people want to promise people the world and give nothing you know just be a man or woman of your word that's that's what i got out of this you know keep your vows you know as we are developing relationships with the orthodox jews and extending a hand to the jewish people uh, it's a hand of, of 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 integrity of character it's a hand of trust that we wish them no harm. We don't have a secret agenda or hidden motives. You know what I'm saying? So be a man or woman of your word. Number number two, we have to fight our enemies where God has scattered us in the diaspora, but there will also be a fight in the promised land. Ooh. Okay, listen, think about it. Pick your battle. So we have to fight our enemies where God has scattered us in the diaspora, but there will also be a fight in the promised land. Once again, I'd like to reflect on the Torah portion uh, of Matat and tribes here, but but there's also there's there's a there's a half Torah that goes along with the book of Numbers, and I want to read to you Micah chapter five verses seven through nine. Check this out. It says, "And the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many people, as they do from the Lord, as the showers upon the grass that tarrieth not for man, nor waiteth for the sons of men." Once again, the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many people. Okay, I mean. Yeah, and the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles, the nations, in the midst of many people as a lion among the beasts of the forest, as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who if he go through, both treadeth down and teareth in pieces, and none can deliver. Check this out. The remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles, the nations. That's you listening to the podcast. That's us doing the podcast. And notice, as a young lion. Remember uh, when Balaam was trying to uh, curse Israel, he couldn't curse Israel. Uh, and Balak was livid, you know. So, so Balaam gives these blessings over Israel. And the reference of a lion is there. Don't rouse the lion, you know, and everything, you know. And don't do that. Uh, it actually says here in verse 9, Thine hand shall be lifted up upon thine adversaries, and all thine enemies shall be cut off. Now, oh. that's a reference to those that are scattered throughout the world. You know, we have an enemy. He's, he, I feel the enemy breathing down my neck. I see out of the corner of my eye shadows and things, you know. I know we, we have a real adversary. We have an enemy. Come, He's coming to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Because the adversary is at the door. And Paul talks about this in his, in his, in his letter to, to the church of Corinth. You know, but let me leave you with this, though, you know, uh, in, in closing. So David is a young boy. He killed the lion and the bear as a good little shepherd boy before he slayed the giant Goliath. So, Ryan, we got to slay our lions and bears. Yeah, we do. Before we can hit the giant. That's right. Goliath. So, so let me leave you with that. God bless all of you for listening to this podcast. I hope you are encouraged. We serve a God of order. You are like a city on a hill. You are, you are Yerushalayim, city of peace. Don't be Babylon, 
Babylon is confusion and to, to babble, you know, babbling, you know. We're not going to be babbling, amen. Matter of fact, it says in the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy. That means to speak the very oracles of God. We're not going to be be babbling anything, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 not going to happen. So be encouraged. We serve a God of order. You are you are Jerusalem. Remember what Yeshua said? Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you, but you would not. What's going to happen? Your house is left to you desolate. Until you say, Baruch HaBab Hashem Adonai, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Listen up, everybody. Ryan and I, we come in the name of the Lord. Amen. You come in the name of the Lord. I just can't tell you how blessed we are, you know, as, as we're doing this podcast, you know, be thinking about, you know, what your part is, what God wants you to do. Be his son, be his daughter, be be secure in, in who he is and who you are, you know. So once again, David is a young boy. He killed the lion and the bear. Let's kill the lion and the bear, and then we're going to slay the giants. Amen. So I, uh, my two, my first one was very similar to yours. Mine was let your yes be yes and your no be no. And then my little addition to that, to number one, my one B was when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Always remember that. And the reason that you have to be careful with your yeses is there's only so much time in the day. And when you take time out to do something or you commit something, that means that something else doesn't fit in that spot. And so always remember uh, there's a good book, the best, your best yes, or something like that. I read it, or I skimmed through it, I should say, a long time ago, and uh, and it was about that whole concept that uh, when you say yes and you commit to something, make sure that you know what you're doing and you're committing. And if you won't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Ooh, well, there's another one, little one-liner you won't there. Stand up for something. I love one-liners. Yeah, you know, you'll fall for anything. I think my generation is all about the one-liners. You know, I love them. Yeah. So the, my second one was your blessings are not just for you, all right? And so we know in this uh, Torah portion that in Numbers 31, 27, that they divided the prey and spoil into two parts, one part for those that went out to battle and the second part for the congregation. And so they, they, uh, they shared the wealth that they got from the, the, uh, the conquest with the congregation. And so uh, it's a blessing to be a blessing, and we're not just given things by God, and we're not blessed by God. Um, in, in obviously here on earth, sometimes these blessings look like something we earned, right? But really God provides everything, right? Let's not fall into the trap of thinking that we've done really anything. But, um, it's important to just remember that the blessings that you receive are not just for yourself, but they're, they're meant to, um, you're meant to be a conduit, right? A funnel, uh, a way of, of giving it out of overflowing. And so you want God to bless you, show that you can be a blessing, that you can be one his hands and feet on the earth and he'll continue to bless you. So Man, what a good Torah portion. Love it. Matot tribes, Numbers 30 uh, through uh, chapter 32 and verse 42. Uh, if you guys want to email us and talk to us, you can email me at ryan at topraise.net. If you want to live stream us, we're on uh, every Saturday from 11 a.m. Eastern time on till we're done. Uh, is at topraise.net or any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. And uh, if you want to reach out to the office, if you need resources or anything like that, you can call and talk to the office, 813-654-2222. And if you're in our local market, 27th and 28th of this month, don't forget uh, about our um, Freedom Weekend. And I would be remiss if I did not mention that we've had a great week uh, with Nadi Ram here on Wednesday uh, of last week. And then also we had... um, uh, Hanok Young here uh, the previous week. So we've really just, we've had uh, a lot of great things going on. So many blessings. It's hard to count and it's hard to even remember them. So hopefully you guys are as blessed as we are. Uh, let us pray for you. Like I said, email me, reach out. God bless you guys. Have a great week. <laughs>